And welcome to What's Your Jersey podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Marfuji, and this is the podcast, if you're just tuning in, where I find out where my guests are from, which is their jersey, air quotes in the air, and how they got to where they are career and life-wise. And we sprinkle in just enough sports so anyone can talk sports headlines for the week with anyone that knows about sports. You know, it's fun. I'm trying to give you some new stuff that maybe you haven't heard. Uh, and my guest last week, she influenced this opening a lot because uh, I spent the day with her after I voted bright and early. I feel like you guys will be listening to this after a few days after voting, but I hope you all went out and voted. It was really fun. I made the mistake um, of not realizing that if I had a mail-in ballot that I had to bring it with me if I wanted to go in person, but it was fine. It was all good. Kind of made it a little morning date with the main squeeze. We both went before we had to go to work. So I recommend that for you guys. If anyone has a significant other or a friend, last time I went, um, I went with a girlfriend. So yeah, it was fun. It was painless. It was easy. It's nothing to be afraid of. Uh, so yeah. I feel like we're all doing this for our future. I don't know about you, but I have a lot of nieces and nephews out there that, you know, I want to have a a better life than what we're dealing with right now. Uh, So, yeah, I hope you guys had a great week so far. Um, I mentioned my guest from last week, Crystal Marie Denha, because I spent the day with her and I like to just pass along anything that someone recommends and she a gave me a book it's called 52 lists for happiness and it's a weekly journaling inspiration for positivity balance and joy um and I love the way she gave it to me because we've recently started hanging out it's not like we've been best friends for years but I think she's a really cool funny strong positive influence and if you guys haven't listened to her episode do it she's awesome um but I was just hanging out with her and some comedian friends and Lori Douglas shout out to Lori who will be on the podcast later this month um and I was just telling them I was kind of down uh because I feel like recently especially there's some females which makes me so so sad who have just either been talking a lot of bad stuff about each other I've just seen a lot of negativity Um, And kind of like fakeness in my social media. Um, I don't know what you would call it. Wherever stratosphere. That's probably the wrong word. And it just was making me sad. Someone had said something to me also that had made me a little sad. And I was just kind of fed up with it. And I was like, I feel like we should all be supporting each other, not tearing each other down. Um, And Crystal just pulled this out of her bag. And she was like, I feel like you need this more than me. Um, And she gave it to me, which is awesome. And it's cool. It's this book and you have to journal in it. There's 52 lists you have to make. I know that sounds overwhelming, but trust me, I don't think it will be. Um, I could probably spend less time just scrolling through Instagram um, and making lists about happiness. But there's four different chapters. There's one on reflection. There's one that's called acknowledge. There's one that's called invest and one that's called transform. And I feel like it's just, it's so easy and simple to say, hey, stop and think about the things that make you happy every day. But we forget about that shit. I know I do. Um, 
I know I've said this before on the podcast where one of my best friends, Melissa Soso, would always say, stop and name five things you're grateful for when I was complaining about anything. And I would always want to resist her and just be like, shut up. Let me be negative for a minute, please. Um, but it does help and it takes you out of your head in that negative space. One of the, I literally opened up to page 79. Don't know why, but at the end of each list, it says, uh, take action, kind of take away. And this is something I feel like you guys could maybe do. It says, take 15 minutes today to search the news and social media for people who you think are making a difference in the world. How do you want to emulate what they have done within your own world? Which is so funny because Crystal said when she started doing stand-up, and I think she said this on the podcast, she basically researched any stand-up comedian that she looked up to, that she respected, that she wanted to emulate, and kind of figured out what they did to get to where they are. So I feel like that's helpful for anyone in any industry. You don't need to be doing comedy. And that list, it's list 26. It says, list the times when you felt like you made a difference in someone else's life. Which, I don't know, I feel like is kind of on board with voting and everything that's going on this week. So yeah, I hope you guys find you're happy. It's a good book. And she also recommended, it was like storybook hour. (laughs) I had a very like female heavy day. It was great. Uh, Eat that frog. I don't know about you guys, but procrastinating is something that... I don't even realize I'm doing half the time, but it's this book called Eat That Frog, and it's 21 great ways to stop procrastinating and get more done in less time. And one of the big takeaways from it, she just read a little bit from the beginning to us, was the task that you're putting off the most or the thing that's giving you anxiety or that you just don't want to do has to be the first thing you do. The first thing you do when you wake up or when you get to work, take care of that task. Swallow the frog. I am preaching to myself right now and I hope that helps you guys. Just rip the band-aid off, get it done because it takes up time in your brain and creates negative energy and so much anxiety if you keep putting something off. So just do it. You'll feel so much better. Again, all simple, simple things, but it's nice to be reminded. I hope that helps you guys. I hope also you guys are all taking vitamin C. I don't know about you, but this time of year, everyone is sick. I don't get it. I don't know why, but I had laryngitis last week. And now I feel like I slept under like an air conditioning vent for two nights straight that was a little too strong and cold. And again, now I have a stuffy nose and it's the worst because we all have a lot going on in our lives and it's so annoying to have to stop. I don't know about you, but taking self-care days and taking a day off is really tough when we're all moving at a million miles an hour and, you know, just take care of yourselves, people, and cover your mouths when you cough, please. Please, please, please just do it. Um, Another way to take care of yourself. uh, We're going to get to my podcast um, guest very shortly, but I just want to let you know, I love our sponsors this week. You've heard me talk about them on What's Your Jersey, and I have more special offers for you guys. uh, And I love it when you support them. If you're just joining the podcast and you've never listened before, I call my listeners meatballs. And I try to hook you guys up with stuff. And I really only advertise and talk about things that I use in my everyday life and that I think make life better, especially for someone that's on the go. 
So RX Bar is a sponsor this week. And if you want to get 25% off your first order, all you meatballs have to do is visit rxbar.com and put in my promo code jersey it's rxbar.com slash jersey capital j-e-r-s-e-y and yeah just enter it in at checkout uh oh it's only valid in the u.s so i hope i have some international listeners i'm sorry but it is only valid in the u.s so 25 percent off your first order rxbar slash jersey or when you're checking out enter the promo code Jersey. And also this week, we have Simple Contacts. They're back as a sponsor. Um, I love Simple Contacts. It's so easy. I don't know about you, but it, it was just overwhelming for me to get contacts and do all that. And Simple Contacts, it's definitely something that makes your life so much easier. You don't even have to leave home. Um, and I have a special offer. It's a $20 off offer. And all you have to do um, is enter my promo code JERSEY20. So that's to get $20 off your contacts, just go to simplecontacts.com and then do slash jersey 20 or enter Jersey 20 at checkout. So I just want to say thank you again for supporting the sponsors. It's how I keep the podcast going. Um, also reach out to me. I like getting, I like it when you meatballs slide in my DMS or you can email me at what's your Jersey podcast at gmail.com. Um, I was very excited to have my guest, uh, on the podcast because this girl knows her sports. She's been around it. She's been a sports reporter. I mean, her resume is so impressive. She's done a lot in the industry, and she's working at, right now combining comedy and sports. She's been writing for Comedy Central. Uh, she originally went to Florida State. So we talk college football. Um, she talks also just she's married to a professional baseball player. So she really knows what's up when it comes to what you should know. Um, you know, if you don't know that much about sports, she talks about the things that are, you know, important. Anyway, she's awesome. Uh, she's also dealt with some, you know, tough stuff along her career path, um, and we talk about the Me Too movement. She talks about hashtag Me Too Soon. Uh, she talks about mental health and body issues and living with autoimmune disease. And she talks about getting her implants out, which is called Explant. I did not know that. Um, so there's a lot in there. You know, she gets very real, which I appreciate. She also works for a nonprofit. It's called Care Rescue. And... Uh, they rescue cats and dogs, and she talks all about fostering a pet, which is, I mean, how do you not like someone who does that? That's amazing. That's so selfless. Um, but yeah, she's great, and she's real, and she's raw, and I think you guys are going to fall in love with Ms. Mrs. Well, Ms. Jen Sturger. She goes by Jen Sturger. Um, so enjoy. She has some great quotes. One of my favorite things she says is, swing for the fences. I love that. Um, so, Meatballs, thank you again for listening. Please, please, please share the podcast with your friends. That's the best way to get it out there. Subscribe, review on iTunes, and enjoy Jen Sturger. Meatballs, 
I have someone who is so goddamn on brand with this <laughs> podcast here for you. I don't even know why I haven't had you on sooner. I don't either. But I feel like it's all in like organic timing. Yeah. And this is the perfect time for you. Um, before I'm just going to like introduce you so we can actually like talk and have a conversation. Um, my guest this week is all about sports and comedy. <laughs> Which, yes, that's the podcast. What's your jersey? Um, and she's so blunt and open and honest and funny and raw and real. You guys are going to absolutely be obsessed with her. She's a comedian. She's a host. She's a baseball wife. And she's a huge animal rescue enthusiast. You're a comedy and sports writer. And you're hot as fuck. This uh, is the best introduction ever, oh by the way. <laughs> Jen Sturger, welcome to What's Your Jersey? How's it going? I have to say, guys. Um, the amount of research that Jacqueline has put into this is staggering. Like, I don't think my husband has done this much research <laughs> on me, and we're married now. So, <laughs> thank you. You may know me better than him now at this point. <laughs> oh, what's up, Cody? Yeah, I'll, f- I'll fight you for whatever. <laughs> um, her husband is Cody Decker. He's a very talented baseball professional baseball player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long have you guys been married for? I mean, we just got married in January, but we've been together since 2015-ish. Yeah. Yeah. You I guys, think. you had just gotten engaged when we did mostly sports, I think. Yeah. You weren't married yet. No, no, not yet. The thing is, so Jen and I, I like to say there's like six degrees of Jen Sturger and Jacqueline Marfuji. Oh, really? Because we have like a ton of mutual friends, a ton of people that like love you. I think love me. I don't know. <laughs> a lot of you people. You never know in LA. You never You're like, know. We know each other. They don't seem to hate me. Exactly. But who knows? Yeah, it's, there could it's be very shade. LA, LA culture out here. Exactly. Which means fake as fuck. But we're more East Coast. You're Southern East Coast. Well, I lived in New York for six years, and so when people ask me where I'm from, I'm like, oh, I'm from Florida. But what you're what you're feeling is my six years in New York. I did hard time. It's like your big New York, New York energy. Yes. I have I have big dick energy, but for a girl. Yes. Is that wrong? No, it's not. Crystal Marie was on this last week, and she said she's big Hers titty. Hers is even bigger. Big titty energy. Bigger, yes. Yeah. No, I said before bringing her on. She's got that Detroit energy. Yeah, which she's is, a little scrappy. Exactly. But looks like a porcelain doll. It's weird. Oh, I know. <laughs> when you ever look at someone, you're like, can you please stop being so perfect? That's how I feel about you. I'm not going to lie. So Jen and I the reason why this was perfect timing we ran into each other at a birthday party last week it was Ariel's birthday yes yes Ariel's been a guest on the podcast twice now oh and yeah she's been on twice and yeah. I'm just now getting an invite <laughs> okay she was what like a fuck? half a guest the second time because it oh, was okay. like the ghost at hunters episode oh okay. right yeah I also was like afraid to ask you because I just feel like you're so busy and hustling and I like, love that everyone thinks I'm so busy I'm not <laughs> <laughs> you're like no I can I'm just do it. filling my vacant time with saving animals so that I'm not sitting around going oh my god what am I working on next what am I doing next what am I how am I going to get back on TV how am I going to do this am I going to am I going to take more comedy shows am I going to do this like I feel like so many people in LA have like shiny ball syndrome and when you don't have like something to dedicate your time to outside of entertainment Mm -hmm. you will lose your mind you know and that's what animal rescue fulfills for me I love that yeah I wish I could say the same. I don't do animal rescue, um, but I love it and I support yeah. it and I love everything you do with it. Um, oh, it's exhausting. Is it? Yeah. How many pets do you guys actually have right now? I don't have that many pets. You don't? No, no. I'm not like the crazy hoarding. You're not like, like keeping them all. No, no. I love giving them away. <laughs> <laughs> At first, I mean, like the first time 
I had to give away a puppy that I had found in a dumpster, I cried. Oh, my God. Because I was like, Oscar. I named him Oscar because I found him in the garbage. Oscar the Grouch. Uh, exactly. I was like, Oscar. I don't want to give away Oscar. Turns out Oscar turned out to be a dick. So, like, I'm glad I didn't That's keep great. Oscar. It's like the universe being like, Jen, not this one. This isn't your dog. This yeah. is not your but dog. But I was so devastated. But I was like, you know what? He's going to a good home. It's fine. Um, That's the thing. You saved him. Yeah. And then you passed him on. Exactly. It's great. And now, I mean... Now I just am like, here you go. Take them all. Yeah. Take them all. You're like an animal rescue monger. And then you're just. Exactly. Catch and release. I love that. Yes. Yeah. I am. I not to quote the great Britney Spears, um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but you get that you look like her a lot, right? I don't get that. I look like I get Fergie. The older I get, the more I get Fergie, which. I'm like, are you being, are you throwing shade at me? I can't tell because a lot of people make fun of Fergie's face. I don't think so. I, I, I think Fergie's done for as much drugs as Fergie did. So <laughs> impressive. So amazing that right? she pulled it back together. Do you know what I mean? And she's still so hot. Her yeah. bod is on point. And she's had kids, right? Yeah, she's had a kid. He's really cute. Yeah. Yeah, I get for, I get the Britney Spears thing. I like shove it down people's throats because I like wish I was her I only mean, when she was we in like all, 2001 we all did yeah and then i don't think i've cheered harder for a revival than 2008 britney spears so you'll love this quote then okay. i always remind myself when because i it, when you were talking about having anxiety and like like how do i get back on tv how do i get more shows how do i do all this yeah. i stop and think about the documentary that they did with britney spears oh my god did you cry i cried i still cry <laughs> i have the dvd i watch it whenever i'm like feeling sad or lonely and it's like, your need secret to cry. it really is like instead of the secret you just watch britney spears documentary from 2008 for the record yes yes so anyway, at the not end, the one with her and Kevin Federline. No, that was terrible. Not. That's if I like need that a laugh was like and, low point. <laughs> was like, New it. low. <laughs> stop it and fire everyone around you. Yes. Chaotic should not have happened. No, I um at the end of it, and it's really sad. Like the Britney thing, she breaks down a lot, but she says that. And I feel like someone's drilled it into her head that like sometimes people are in the spotlight. Sometimes you're out there and you're doing your thing. And then other times you just have to take a break and you have to, you know, regroup and figure out your next move. And she just like repeats it like three times. That's her mantra. It's yeah. her mantra. You know that her therapist has drilled that into her head. Oh, her totally. family's drilled that into her head, you <sighs> know, just because it's so easy to get sucked in out here. And especially with social media now, think if we had had like, Twitter was just coming around in 2008, 2009. If we had had actual social media back then and not just MySpace and Facebook, can you imagine... Like how Britney Spears, oh good. Like I don't know that she'd still be here. I don't Do you know think what I mean? so either. No, because there's she would just, have. It's so much easier to receive criticism, all the trolls and the hate. Yeah, At now least, like it was like TMZ reporting on her back in the exactly. day. Exactly, that's it. Exactly. Her Instagram is Perez Hilton. Mm-hmm. Oh, Perez. Perez has been on the podcast before. Amazing. Yes, he he definitely talked about those years, and he he loves Britney now. But yeah, he definitely was jumping on that bandwagon back in 2008 yeah. for. For sure. Anyway, I'm not comparing you to Britney Spears. I'm really not. You mu- I haven't shaved my head yet. Yet. But there were times that I was like, oh, if I knew that it would grow back really quick, I can, <laughs> I can get why she did it. Oh, for sure. I would leave the brows, though. I wouldn't touch the brows. Did she shave her brows, too? No. I can't remember. But I feel like that's how 
like I when I deal with like my anxiety, I always use like I said, I either use my animal rescue stuff to kind of take myself out of it. Or I would do like working out like I'm sure like you do where it's like your classes and like your fitness stuff like it's so important for me and for my mental well-being. I used to do a lot of um, Muay Thai and like fight sports stuff Mm -hmm. just because like it felt good to hit things and like but not get arrested for it, you know? (laughs) So have you been arrested for hitting things? No, that's never. Yeah, no. You keep it classy. I I like that about you. I've never. (laughs) I've never been arrested. Exactly. I've never been arrested. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. Me too. Um, I feel like that's a win in Los Angeles. Um, or maybe we'd get better sets if like we were arrested. And I think we'd back. have more street cred. I think so too. That's but, okay. But so like I was, like I was saying, I could always tell what girl at the gym to not spar with because she's the girl that shaved one side of her head. I was like, you could have cut bangs and you were like, no, I'm going to go halfsies <laughs> on my hair. A nice fade. Means exactly. you've, been, you've seen a lot. You've seen some shit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm seeing your leggings right now to totally be girly on you. But what are those? The carbon 43 ones? She's no, got these, these are the like poor people version. <laughs> oh my God. No, but they're like I, the lights bouncing off of these like liquid shiny black I need you to like dish on them and tell the meatballs where they can get oh, these. I think these are Noli. I don't know. Really Ariel cute. turned me on to it. Oh, believe God. It or not. Ariel. Yeah. She's the best. She really is. You know what else is the best? RX bars. If you guys are unfamiliar, which if you're a meatball and you've listened for a while, you should know what I'm talking about because I'm obsessed with them. RX bar is a whole food protein bar. And you're like, okay, isn't that every protein bar? No. What does that mean? It means that they're really transparent and upfront and no BS when it comes to their actual protein bars. Their core ingredients are just egg whites, dates, and nuts. It's so awesome. And they're really freaking cute. The colors of the packages alone are enough to buy them, but they also taste amazing. I personally am so obsessed with them that even when I'm out in public and I see them, even though I have a huge supply of them at home, I sometimes forget to bring them with me. I buy the bars right there at the counter. Uh, the other day I was at the Beverly Center and I was Halloween costume shopping, which you know can be draining. And I was at one of the snack bars and they had all these sandwiches and huge muffins and pastries. And I was just like, that's going to be empty calories and I'm going to get a sugar high and then I'm going to crash. And I couldn't find what I was looking for. And all of a sudden there was a black package RX bar. It was my absolute favorite flavor, the peanut butter chocolate. Guys, it's so delicious and you don't feel guilty eating it because honestly, egg white protein stands out as a source of protein that's easy for your body to absorb. And that's one of the main ingredients. Uh, So yeah, I shopped, I found my costume and I had energy and I didn't crash. It was awesome. Uh, Some of the other flavors are mango, pineapple, chocolate, hazelnut, peanut butter and berries. It's like peanut butter and jelly guys, but better um, because there's no bread chocolate sea salt, coconut chocolate, mixed berry, which is the hot pink package that I love, uh, blueberry maple sea salt, apple cinnamon, mint chocolate, chocolate chip. Um, There's peanut butter. And now we have seasonal flavors, but also they've debuted. This is cool. This is new for you guys who have already ordered them. They debuted an RX nut butter. 
and it contains a few just simple, similar ingredients like egg whites, fruits, and nuts. But each, it's a single serve packet and it has this creamy nut butter. And on top of it just tasting amazing, it's also got nine grams of high quality protein. It's squeezable and spreadable. And it's just really good with fruit and pretzels. And honestly, I I eat it out of the pouch. I eat it just by itself. Uh, my favorite flavor. They come with two. It's two flavors. Honey, cinnamon, peanut butter, and just peanut butter. I'm obsessed with peanut butter. So that's the one I usually eat. Uh, RX bars are gluten-free. They're soy-free and dairy-free. And they taste really good. And there's no artificial flavors, colors, no artificial colors, preservatives, or fillers. It's like, why aren't we all eating these all the time? You should be. And also, they're really great. Just... If you need breakfast on the go or like me who needed uh, food, but not like a full meal when I was shopping uh, or a snack at the office to get you through, you know, being bored at 3 p.m. and wanting to go home or go to the office snack bar and eat a bag of potato chips and then regret it later because you're still hungry. Um, they're great when you're on a plane. I'm traveling to New Jersey and I'm definitely stocking up. Um and you guys know I teach plyo jam classes. They're so great to actually eat before your class because they don't weigh you down. You feel fine. Or after your class if you want to, you know, give your body some more protein. Oh, I also forgot to remind you guys the nut butter flavors. There's also a vanilla almond butter. I forgot to say that one. Um, so I have a special offer. For 25% off your first order, all you have to do is visit rxbar.com and put in slash jersey. Or you can enter your promo code jersey at checkout. Uh, again, it's rxbar.com slash jersey, J-E-R-S-E-Y, or enter the promo code jersey, J-E-R-S-E-Y, at checkout for 25% off your first order. Do it. The holidays are coming up. It's a great gift. I get excited every time I get a box of them in the mail. Um, and they're just the best. And so is Jen. So keep listening. Um, I want to talk about, I mean, there's so many things, guys. There's so much I want to talk to Jen about. There's six pages of there's notes. six pages of notes. Um, I do up. have to say, I forgot to say that you're also a really talented makeup artist. Oh, I mean, I don't consider myself a makeup artist because there's so many people out here that do it. I just... I look at people's faces and I'm like, oh my God, you know how much prettier I could make you. <laughs> I would really it's, appreciate that. It's, um, it's therapeutic, you know, okay. it's art to me. Like I like making other people feel good uh-huh. and like, I like other people seeing like how I see them, you know? Yeah. So whenever I get a chance to like make over someone, I really enjoy it. And then like it turned into me helping out all these girls that were hitting me up for cosplay stuff and things like that. But I only do that because it's fun. I love like playing dress up with my friends and like helping them like become other people because like that's what we're out here to do, you know, in some degree or another is to play make believe and have a good time and pretend it's a job. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's so hard to remember that that's what we're doing. It's yeah. like, stop being so serious. Yes. <laughs> like, chill. It's so easy to get, like, trapped into, like, the whole um, the whole competition of the business side of what we do. Yeah. And so it's just always fun to have these nice little outlets to just be creative and, and do fun things, which I'm sure is, like, kind of like what the podcast is. It's like you get to have conversations with cool people, yeah. find out what everyone else is doing, and 
you know, just kind of connect in that way. I was so excited for Jen to come over today. I like couldn't wait. I almost texted <laughs> you to come over earlier and I was like, that's creepy. <laughs> Stop it, Jacqueline. Stop it. I like always eternally wish I was living in a sorority house with girls. It's terrible. Oh, really? I See, just... I, I'm like, oh, 50 girls <laughs> making decisions for my life. That's a hard no. Well, that's a hard no. I just like having like girls around me i like having good girl energy around me but yeah. i feel like it's very easy for bad girls to infiltrate a group and to like become like the mean girl of the group that's like secretly mind fucking everyone yeah like How that you... happens a lot in like not so much in like my real friend groups but like oh. my work friend groups yeah. you know what i mean i feel like especially in los angeles and not to like be like la 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 but especially out here or in like the industry that we work in you just have to question people's motives sometimes and Uh so like for me if you meet me out in like a work setting people can say I come off kind of standoffish or kind of bitchy but it's more just like me assessing you and like what you would want from a relationship with me yeah do you know what I mean for sure um just because I feel like I've I've before I've been so much more open to meeting friends and I'm the girl that's like I love everyone. I want to be everyone's friend. And then you get burned a couple times and you're like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh. I have to put up boundaries and yes. like protect my heart a little bit here from women. It's so sad. So how do you I, I we were talking a little bit about this before we started recording and I was like, let's fucking record now. Because <laughs> we're, there's some save the shit talking. Yeah. The microphone comes there's on. Some, gold we're dropping on you guys um i want to know your tactic because i have seen a lot especially this week on social media with kind of other girls posting kind of not naming any names there's oh, never you any saw names. those too i saw that too and oh. how do you take do you take the high road do you not comment there's certain things when it's happened to me um when i've been betrayed by a friend um I find it best to deal with the person directly as much as I want to be like the girl that like puts the person that hurt me on blast like that's giving them power totally do you know what I mean like that's letting them know they got to me and while sometimes you want to like let the person know that they hurt you and that what they did is fucked up on the same page you're like I'm giving that person power over my emotions and my life and letting them think that they affect me and they just don't deserve that you know, um, but I was thinking about it on my drive over here. I was like, you know, we're, we're going to go after this. We're going out and we're meeting um, this really cool group of like supportive women uh, in comedy to like go have some drinks or whatever. And it's cool that like this is something that, you know, they're trying to make like a monthly thing for us yeah. to all get together and bond. But it's like at the same time, um, comedy is such a individual sport. You know what I mean? Like it there really doesn't is. feel like there's a lot of like team camaraderie and I feel like the more we can do things to like embrace other women in comedy um, the more female comedians you'll see actually take off because I think I've heard male comics talk about it where they're like oh she won't stick around and it's not because the girl gives up on comedy or the girl doesn't want to do stand up it's that she literally will get run off by other women Mm -hmm. and it's sad because you wonder how many voices and how much funny we're losing just because of other people's insecurities and other people like actively rooting for other women to fail, which I think is just disgusting. It sucks. And it's hard to not sometimes compare 
and but we you, have to all realize that we're all different we're like, so different and even though different you and you i yeah like when you said she's so on brand yeah we have similarities mm-hmm. but we're still very different oh yeah you know what i mean and like my stand-up is going to be completely different from your stand-up i had a girlfriend once that I'm no longer friends with that got mad at me because I got the same audition that she did. And she's like, well, you can't audition for the same thing as me. And I'm like, <laughs> what bitch? Yeah. No, no, that's like, not, that's how, not how that works. works. Like I'm going to be root for you to get the job. Yeah. Just like you're, you should root for me to get the job. And no matter who they pick, if they pick you, they were obviously looking for something different than me. And that's what because you have to we tell are yourself. So different yeah and so when you don't get a job out here it's like you can't be like you can't take it personally and be like oh i fucked up i wasn't good they didn't want me it's no i just wasn't i didn't fit what they were looking for and there's so many obstacles that go into you know picking talent for jobs that like you can't be rooting for women to like not get work no that sucks yeah and also it's just putting bad energy out there yeah yeah it's it's ultimately hurting yourself in the end oh yeah i just think it's a bad look so we do a section called just enough Okay. And that's just enough sports. So anyone could talk (laughs) sports for the week. Basically, like, if you're sitting on the couch, you know nothing about sports, and your boyfriend's like, I'm going to watch sports for the next four hours, maybe you could throw in a tidbit. Like, oh, yeah, I heard about that game, and it sparks up a new conversation. Okay. That's what this section's for. First how I This is how I convinced people I knew about sports. Oh, exactly. (laughs) That's a no. But I always know, like, just enough, where I'm like, don't ask me to deep dive. Yeah. Um... There was something I always like to recommend things that I've watched or, you know, seen during the week that inspired me. And there was something that I watched. I think it was on um, Friday night on ESPN. I don't think it was 30 for 30, but it was about Herschel Walker Mm -hmm. and his whole story, which I didn't know about. He was bullied heavily when he was a little kid and he had a really rough life and he basically turned everything around that hurt him into just working super hard and constantly mm-hmm. just going home when he was a little kid and doing like sit-ups and like a thousand push-ups a day and doing I all just went stuff. home and ate like a lot of potato chips <laughs> a lot of goldfish <laughs> I made a lot of milkshakes for myself at home that was that was we a were big both thing. meatballs <laughs> yeah we were, I was definitely a meatball I went through but the fattest phases I went through I was like the most confident which is so weird good for you yeah i didn't know it at the time i look at do you ever look at pictures of yourself from like early 2000s you know like thin eyebrows like a lot of mine were bleached holy shit yeah yeah Yeah. you're like no i went with the make-a-wish foundation look like that's what i was going for what was your look um really thin eyebrows like not blended eyeshadow. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of highlighter on the brow bone to highlight the fact that I barely had any eyebrows. Um, really dark tan. Like, but like not brown dark. Like orange like a dark. Deep orange. Yeah, like a deep burnt sienna. You yeah. Know what I mean? Oh, that's a good one. I totally know what color you. <laughs> yeah, <want>. exactly. <laughs> um, where I couldn't wear orange because they were like, "Are you wearing clothing?" That kind of look. Um, but yeah, I look at that and I'm like, how. How was I so confident? And I'm like, good for that girl. Like, right? good for 2008 me. And then something happened in 2008 where, like, there was just a light switch that went off. And I was like, I became self-aware. And I was like, oh, my God. I look like trash. <laughs> like, it literally, I just had this moment where I was like, oh, my God. And you might relate to this, too, because I was in when I was in Florida... 
it was like big hair, big boobs, dark tan, fake nails, everything. I go up to New York to work in the city and they're like, oh, you're from Jersey. Oh, 100%. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, you're Bridge and Tunnel. Yeah. No. And I was like, what does that mean? It was weird because I grew up in Jersey, but like in Princeton. So okay. it was like waspy Ivy, like Abercrombie Town, oh. Ralph Lauren. So I was fascinated with people that looked like Bridge and Tunnel and like yeah. Jersey Shore. And I wanted to look like that. And I made sure I did I up was, until about I a year ago. I think I was ago. Jersey. <laughs> no, you did not. <laughs> I was Jersey Shore before Jersey Shore was a thing. I respect that um, so much about you. Yeah. I really do. It was a mess. I want to know. I've only gone to the shore once and it was a very traumatic experience. Oh, no. Why? Um, I went with... Um, a guy that I had only been on a couple dates with and it was just like one of those things where you should never go on a vacation with someone without your own mode of transportation. I think this is why I drive myself everywhere now. Okay. You should never go anywhere with someone that you don't know that well because then you're trapped. 100%. I have to have an exit strategy and it's basically I was stuck on the shore for like way too long and I'm... <sighs> The exit strategy I planned for myself to try to get the girl that was there that had a car to drive me is I basically made her and the guy that she was seeing get in a fight. So we left. Oh, I like that. <laughs> You're already like producing shit. You didn't even know it. No. That's great. I, I could have. Yeah. I was basically a producer on The Bachelor. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, God. Thank God you never did The Bachelor. I'm proud oh of you God. for that. Um, sorry. It wasn't for it wasn't for lack of them approaching me. <laughs> I yeah me too I'm just throwing shade because they didn't ask me whatever <laughs> whatever it's fine um so yeah watch the Herschel Walker thing it's very inspiring <laughs> um I want to know because I'm sure you've been married six months yeah. yeah six months I'm sure everyone's like when are you having a baby when are you having a baby when are you having a and baby? I'm like chill yeah calm down calm down it's it's true, I think, what they say, and I'm not married, that the first year of marriage is the hardest year of marriage, 100%. right? 100%. Yeah. And anyone that tells you anything different is full of shit. T- some tips for the meatballs on how to kind of navigate through those first year waters. A lot of wine. I love you. <laughs> She's not drinking wine with me right now, and I'm really mad about it. No, but it's, but it's okay. um, listening and understanding that there's like a lot of adjustment, even if you've been with the person for a while, yeah, you're still like figuring stuff out about them. You're still like, you realize that all of those things that you throw into the other person's face when you're fighting, like I'm leaving. You can't do that when you're married. You're like, I'm going to sleep on the couch. Yeah. You know, like that's as far as it goes. Did you guys live together before you got we married? Did, yeah. Okay. Do you recommend that? Um, I mean, it wasn't bad. I mean, I think uh, it prepared us. I think you should at least live together a little bit so you just know if there's just deal breakers. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's the worst is if you move in with someone and you don't know that they have all these little quirks and stuff and, like, they're they're single, their secret single behavior. Like, you don't know those things. I've had to break a few of those. Like, I think I'm the worst one in this situation. Really? Like, what? I just have this, like... I've really been trying. I got rid of like 10 bags of clothes before he moved in. But like I'm I can kind of be a pack rat, like oh, a little bit really? of a hoarder. Yeah, I'm the exact opposite. I throw shit away and I'm like, oh, no, I might need that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really trying to like lean into that more. Yeah. But I've realized I just put random stuff in any like empty drawer, cabinet, whatever. Where like he'll open like a kitchen cabinet. You're and I'll like, have, like <laughs> every drawer is a drunk junk drawer. Exactly. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh shit, I better stop doing this. Yeah. Like I'm You just you learn eventually. It could be a deal breaker. Um deal breakers for me were c- 
Cody's like a very he's a very masculine man uh-huh. and with that masculinity comes a lot of fur um <laughs> and so I'm like you don't I'm like I shed a lot because and girls shed a lot yeah. because we have all of our hair on our head and you probably lose a hundred of those like with I, heat styling and stuff oh like that God. like I'm constantly cleaning up a voodoo doll of myself from the floor oh yeah I had two plumbers here today just unclogging all our drains and it oh was yeah just well, my because hair. I try to be like considerate about it in the shower and then you end up like throwing it on the wall and like Rorschaching <laughs> with it and any girl that says she doesn't do that is full of shit I'm like I put it on the wall and I'm like God, I'm a genius, you yeah. know? Or half of it's not my hair. It's like my weaves just exactly. like hanging around, <laughs> which is so sexy. <laughs> like, it's you, the worst. When they don't know like that side of you and just like, I just think there's so much extra hair when you add an extra person into the house. Exactly. Um, so that was like one of our things that we had to get over. Okay. And then just um, being around an athlete. Uh, there's just a lot of gym clothes and gym clothes don't smell great. Gym bags don't smell good. No, there's probably a lot of like, I was convinced he had packed a dead animal in one of his baseball bags one time. I was like, get that shit out of the house. <laughs> I was like, put it in the storage unit downstairs. I don't want to smell it. And it's then so like the bad. super calls us and he's like, um, something smells really bad in your storage unit. Oh and I was like, God. Oh, Cody, Cody, I handle that. <laughs> <laughs> Cody, this one's for you. See, I am not engaged or married to a professional athlete but I lived with one my brother was a professional soccer player and now he's one of the head coaches at UCLA there just isn't enough for breeze to go around it really isn't and like goalie gloves hockey gloves like any sort of mitt yeah it's just bad it's gross what do you use for breeze to make it better do you have like glade plugins just everywhere yeah or yeah. i just make them throw it away after that's a while. probably yeah well you're like get rid of it maybe we'll need he it maybe we is won't. the one that like holds on to things like sentimentally and like to the point where like his like t-shirts you know how guys t-shirts like sometimes they have a weird reaction with their deodorant where oh, like yeah. the the under the sleeves will become kind of crusty you're oh, like i'm throwing this now. the fuck away you no. Right. it like shouldn't be like cardboard it's crusty i'm like <laughs> this shit doesn't bend and i'm banging it against the dresser you're like i hope it's not jazz but <laughs> i don't think it is so we're no. throwing it out either way. Either way. So I want to know, because this weekend, the Saints tight end, Benjamin Watson, he was doing a touchdown dance. He just got a touchdown dance, but also then put the football under his jersey and rubbed his belly and went like that. You guys can't see me. He put a two <laughs> sign. He put a two sign in the air, and that was his announcement to the entire Saints stadium that he and his wife were having twins. Oh, my God. So that was like his baby announcement. And I thought that was really fucking cute. Oh, that's adorable. Right? I'm just glad that he knows it's his. I, <laughs> um, that's so, like, I'm just glad he's taking responsibility. That's a good father right there. Right. More than anything else. Exactly. Because I, I was just looking at random things today and I was like, I don't know how it came up, but um, I came across a random athlete that like had had a baby with like a supermodel and they're like. They're just friends. And I was like, that means they were never dating. <laughs> exactly. That means they were hooking you know what I mean? up. Exactly. And, you and know. I was like, you know how many times that probably has happened? A lot. Yeah. A ball got past a goalie in that situation. Exactly. That's why I, I like scrolled down and I was like, oh, Chloe and Tristan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Perfect segue. <laughs> Perfect segue. But I want to know, would you be mad if Cody did that like on the baseball field, like announced it, like if you guys were pregnant or would that be something cute for you? Would you find that to be like, oh, that's fun. Um, you know, Cody is like the, uh, he's like the showman in our relationship. Like he loves attention. Yeah. Like to a fault. Um, 
So I'm sure he would do something dumb. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's so funny because what he finds like funny and like put together, I'm just like, oh, if you'd like let me help you, like that would have been so much more like produced and like put together. Well executed. Exactly. He doesn't, he always fails on execution. He has good ideas. Yes. So he just needs you, which is why you're a good team. Yes, exactly. Another way to make a great team, if you or your partner wears contacts or your best friend, your mom, your dad, anyone in your life, if you want to be a good team player, you will introduce them to Simple Contacts because it is the most time-saving, most convenient way to renew your contact lens prescription and reorder your contacts, your brand of contacts from anywhere in minutes okay so you don't have to leave your house you don't have to head to the doctor year after year just to renew your prescription for something that you wear every day you can do it on your own in your own terms it just takes a few minutes for real it's vision care for 2018 or i'm gonna even go vision care for 2019 because guys i mean time is flying by it is 2019 um if you wear contacts then you know it's annoying to have to get a prescription year after year right? Just to be able to buy more contacts. And you always seem, I don't know about you, you always seem to run out of lenses right before a big event, like a vacation. I have a big vacation coming up. And instead of having to make an appointment and go somewhere, I can just use simple contacts. It's awesome. I, I can't stress this enough. It's, it doesn't make sense to me if you're not using simple contacts, if you are a simple contact wearer. Here's how it works. Using either your phone or your computer, all you have to do is take the simple contacts vision test in five minutes from legit your couch or your office. I could be sitting and waiting for my flight at the airport and take the test. Then an actual real doctor reviews your test in 24 hours. And if your vision hasn't changed, writes you a new prescription and boom, mic drop, a fresh supply of your brand of lenses is on the way to your door. Again, no more appointments, no waiting rooms, no overpaying. That's the big one for me. I hate overpaying for shit. <coughs> Simple Contacts brings the doctor's office to wherever you are, wherever you need it, so you can skip that visit, but not the care. They take care of you. And if you actually have an unexpired prescription, all you have to do is just upload a photo of it or your doctor's info and order your lenses in minutes for a great price and they do all the hard work for you. It's like you could be the laziest person on earth and it doesn't matter. They'll do the work. Um, and the coolest thing is they offer every brand of lenses at amazing prices. The prescription is just $20. Come on, $20. The contact lens prices are unbeatable and there are never any hidden fees. There's nothing that they're trying to be shady about. It's just the shipping is free, no hidden fees, and best of all my meatballs get $20 off their first Simple Contacts order. Got it, meatballs? So to save $20 on your lenses, all you have to do is go to simplecontacts.com and put in my code JERSEY20, or you can enter JERSEY20 at Check out. And again, it's just the numbers two zero. So it's J E R S E Y two zero to save $20 on your lenses. Got it? And I also, I just want to quickly mention it's not a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam. You still need those occasionally, guys. You still got to go to the doctor here and there. But it is the most convenient way to renew a prescription and reorder your contacts if your vision hasn't changed. So again, 
check out Simple Contacts. You want to be a team player. This whole episode is about being a team player. So help your boyfriend, your girlfriend out, your mom, your dad. Let them know about Simple Contacts or help yourself out. I'm going to be number one draft pick for my own body, my own team. So check out Simple Contacts, $20 off by going to simplecontacts.com slash jersey20 or just enter jersey20 at the checkout. Give it a try. You can thank me later. Now we can go back to listening to Jen tell us about living with Cody. Meatballs, I'm not going to lie. When I did uh, the Mostly Sports podcast with them, you guys were so funny together. You should teach a class in the art of kind of not knocking your man down, but kind of just like <laughs> oh, like putting him in his... Crystal and I get along so well. We're if, like, keep that motherfucker down. Oh, yeah. Keep him down. Exactly. Like, it was the art of Jen Sturger's relationship. Like, it was so amazing. You guys should... Actually, it's on YouTube. You can watch the episode. It's mostly sports. That's what happens when you get two alphas that are in a relationship with each other. But that's why it other. works, right? One of you has to be... It's like when I introduce dogs to each other. One dog just has to get on top of the other dog and air fuck it a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, well, they've established that, you know? <laughs> yes. No, but I love that, like, you guys can play pranks on each other. Like, even oh my your, God. your wedding vows, you told them to be really sentimental, and then all of a sudden, you just were not. Oh, you saw that? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tell them everyone, about that. Everyone thought, I mean, I, I told Cody, I was like, no funny business during our vows. Like, I want them to be sweet. I want them to be heartfelt. And, you know, he tried. Um, he really tried. He tried. Again. I love it. Good good thoughts. Poorly executed. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm like, oh, if I would have written that for you, it would have been so much better. I'm the writer in the family. Um, but then I wrote my vows. Literally, people think that you, like, when you're getting married, that you just you write your vows, like, well in advance. And there's so much thought going into them. I think I wrote them the night before. Really? Yeah. I'm better last minute, to be honest. I honestly ran out of time. Yeah. And it was just like, I thought like having my girlfriends in town the, for the whole week leading up to it as like a bachelorette week would be fun. And it just like pushed me up against the wall for so many things. Like I was having dress fittings the night before no. for my second dress. I was losing my mind. Go to Jen's. Um, what's your Instagram page? Because there's pictures. on uh, there Jennifer Sturger. Jennifer Sturger. It's yeah. stunning. I had, yeah, I had two dresses. Yeah. And the second dress was made by a girlfriend of mine. Was that a little stressful? Um, yeah, because like she has ideas and I have ideas yeah, and I'm tough. just like, how do I tell her her ideas are not making the cut? Um, well, I've had I was just in a really good friend's wedding and she's a wedding photographer in oh. real life. And one of our best friends who is a bridesmaid also is an amazing makeup artist. Yeah. But she was like, I don't want you doing my makeup day of because like I need to be like blunt. I need to be cutthroat. And if I don't like something, I don't want to hurt your feelings. Yeah. I actually brought my girl that did my makeup for all my TV stuff in New York because she knows my face so well. And I just know like when I do my own makeup, it can be a bit much. And I just didn't. I'm like, that'll be the day that like my hand is shaking and like my eyebrows are like looking like the rock. Like I can't. Oh I didn't want the stress of like doing my own makeup. No. Even like I'm competent. Yeah. And I just know I was like, I just told her I said, make me look like 
like a smart ass Disney princess. Like that's what I want to. I want to look like a a retro Disney princess. And I think we nailed that. You guys really nailed it. Yeah, I'm not we nailed lie. it. You're hotter than a Disney princess. You were beautiful. <laughs> oh, you were very you. soft and beautiful. Which for the you, the makeup was the, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like with you, like you are, you're sexy and curvy, and you're like a strong woman. So it was nice to see you looking very. I wasn't invited, guys. Whatever. <laughs> Fine. Did you know <laughs> that um, Carrie came? Yes, and. I actually had a guest cancel like last minute and I was like Carrie might be one of the few people that doesn't know a ton of people and so I wanted to make sure Carrie had a good time because I love Carrie yeah and I I was like Carrie Carrie, I go um go ahead and invite somebody I said (laughs) but they just have to be at the door because we had strict security I was like they just have to know their name is Celia Finkelstein oh my god that's amazing and Celia is a good friend of mine she'll find it hilarious but so Carrie invited uh Rachel Mm O'Brien and Rachel the whole night was introducing herself as Celia Finkelstein. Perfect. <laughs> and just owned it. Like, they were role-playing the entire night. It was hysterical. God. See, that's a great wedding date right there. Yeah. I respect that a lot. I don't respect Tristan right now after watching last night's Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I haven't seen it yet. Huh. But I will say, huh. when the news came out, and, yeah. like, the whole thing was he was photographed, like, walking with some girl. Making and he was, out. There's videos. Oh, I didn't see the making out video. Actually, I did see the making out video. But I remember seeing pictures of him, like, walking somewhere with a girl, like, afterwards at night. And yeah. he was like, we were going to go to Bible study. And all I wrote back was thoughts and prayers but i spelled it t-h-o-t-s there you go that's why you're a writer thoughts and prayers yeah thoughts all that <laughs> all the he thoughts he just can't help himself he's 26 i think he's 26 i don't know he's young he has a shit ton of money he's a professional athlete it's all about access i think guys with any kind of job can cheat if they're scummy enough it's yeah. about access and opportunity and just not giving a fuck that don't you think that's the biggest part is what, that not like, giving a fuck even if you watch the episode i'm ruining this for you but i think it, it'll be okay uh scart disick was in the car with kendall jenner when she got the news and he was like man i look really good right now i've really calmed down like, he was like <laughs> patting himself on the back he's like dude like your lady's about to pop he's like just stay home for like a month like just keep it together just like chill yeah you know for like a month you know, yeah. maybe after the baby's born, go to you. But like, he could have killed Chloe. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. But like, does that kind of thing ever bother you or scare you? I don't think it should because no. I've seen you with Cody and I know. No, that's whole, that's hand. part of my whole process of keeping him down. Um, <laughs> exactly. So he knows he's got it. Like, he knows he's got it really good. Yeah. Um, and anytime he forgets, I just remind him and I make sure other people remind him. Like, Perfect. he told me that like he was uh, in... Washington, D.C., promoting a documentary that we were in for the WBC. It's called um, Heading Home, The Tale of Team Israel. So he played for Team Israel in the WBC. And the way you qualify for the WBC, which is the World Baseball Classic. Mm -hmm. Basically, it's the World Cup of Baseball. Um, You have to, like, be, like, able to be a citizen. You know, whatever the citizenship rules are for the country, you just have to be able to become a citizen of the country in order to play for them in the WBC. Got it. So, like, you'll see a lot of Major League Baseball players play on, you know, for the Netherlands or for, you know, Spain or Argentina or wherever. Um, You just have to be able to become a citizen or your grandparents. It had to be a grandparent. Okay. Um, 
So for Cody, he's Jewish. Uh-huh. And so the team was mostly comprised of American Jewish baseball players because uh, Israel doesn't really have a lot of baseball. Um, they have a few guys. They have, a lot, they have some basketball, I know. Yeah. 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 But they don't have like a true baseball. Like there's, there's maybe three baseball fields in the entire country. Okay. And so like they're really promoting it heavily over there and they're wanting to, you know, make it become something. And that's kind of what the whole documentary was about is they took us on um, once they qualified in Brooklyn mm-hmm. um, for the qualifiers in order to get into the tournament, which was really fun. Um because they missed qualifying the previous time. So this was their first time actually getting into the tournament. Uh, they were like, we're going to take you all on a birthright trip, basically. Oh, my God. And a lot of the guys had never been to Israel because they didn't get the birthright trip because they were always too busy playing baseball. Totally. When you're going to become and when your dream is to become a professional baseball player, like that's all you do as yeah. a child, you know, like you if whether you have. Like the crazy parents that like want you to be a baseball player or like that's just who you are. Like Herschel Walker. Exactly. Even he was with football. Like he just did it. Exactly. Yeah. It's either you're driving yourself or your parents driving you. With Cody, it was him driving the whole thing mm-hmm. um, because like his parents were not athletes. Um, they're professional drinkers. That's it. Um, they sound fun. Oh, uh, they're his parents are amazing. They crack me up. Um but they, they took us over there and they filmed the whole thing as a documentary about these guys going to Israel and really falling in love with the country and bringing the sport of baseball to the country. And then it became something bigger than that because they followed us over to the actual tournament. Mm-hmm. And the first round of the tournament was in Seoul, Korea. And I loved South Korea. Really? South Korea was amazing. If you love beauty products... South Korea is a giant Sephora. I mean, Korean sheet masks alone. Exactly. I it is a giant Sephora. Everything. I loved it so much. Wow. Um, and it was just fun. And I just, we had care. We did karaoke one night. We had a blast. What's your karaoke um, go-to? Oh my God. My karaoke go-to. I hate it when people sing like really like well at karaoke. Uh-huh. Like I think a rap song is fun. Yeah. Or like just a crowd favorite. Um, I am really good at like Disney songs, you know, it's always great. Yeah. Cause I like really get into the characters and like the <laughs> face, like I make the faces with like my big eyes and stuff like that. You know, uh, I forgot to name this as a credit of yours. You played Jasmine. In, um, <laughs> at, at... I think that's because I'm the only person that Eddie could ask to play Jasmine that would not mind doing stand up in a midriff top. Uh, that's true. You have great abs. Oh, that, no, that's, that's all Ariel's classes. That's oh, all her Pilates God, classes. God, I need to get back to those. That's my one. Like, Marfugis just don't have abs. It's just not in our genes. It's not in my genes either. So the you fact just, that I have them, it's, it's just, it's hard work. God damn it. It's I can't all use hard that work. excuse anymore. No. And you know who makes it really hard for us to use that excuse now is J-Lo. Did you see that picture of her? Oh, my. I mean, which one? They're all amazing. Yeah. I There's mean, one recently. I think she's in workout clothes. It's oh, like a with side the all- shot. Orange, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> there's so there's been so many lately where I'm just like, you are goals. Right. You are goals. I don't know like what like like if she's dipping herself in baby's blood or what. Like I mean it's she has she's on the Tom Cruise plan. You know what I mean? Like they're just oh, not yeah. aging. They're not aging. And I think I've met A Rod, but I met him like back in the day when he was like married and had like side pieces and whatnot. I feel yeah. like he him and J Lo now, it's like the 
perfect timing. They're at the right age. Yeah. They both just don't want to deal with and any of the you know for a fact she probably keeps him down. Exactly. <laughs> God, that's, that's such a... You know for a fact J-Lo's like, no, bitch, sit down. Exactly. Like, I feel like she's I'm like... J- I'm J-Lo. I'm Jenny from the block. Yeah, exactly. Like, no. No. But I feel like he's like stepped up her bod game. Oh, yeah. You know, like they work. Like he's he was a professional athlete. Like, yeah. there's nothing like dating that, which is you're so hot. It's I'm not going to lie. I think you're but hotter yeah, so, than Cody. So Cody was whatever. in town to, to finish the story. Cody was in town in, in Washington, D.C., promoting the film and like at a screening of the film. And he said some guy came up to him. And the only thing he said to him was Jen Sturger. Huh? How did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes. Cool. Thanks. Um, like it was like the first question he got on his panel. Oh God. That, I mean, that has to make you feel a little good. I mean, <laughs> if I was there, I probably would have spit my drink out. Yeah. Because I mean, he can't. He just cannot escape that. No, it's true. But like, whatever. That's what he signed up for. Yep. You know, like yep. it is what it is. You exactly. are who you are, and I love that about you. Um, before we get to all things, you. I figured because you've done so much sports reporting and hosting and Mm -hmm. you've written for sports comedy shows, maybe tell us like the top three things that every girl should know about sports or like something like a fact she could have in her backed pocket, backed pocket. I can't even talk. Oh my God. Like Um, just something that has been helpful for you when you're interviewing people or just a go-to answer. um, Anything you can think of. You know, I think no, I think no major players in the game you okay. know what i mean like no like the top 10 guys out there um i i think for me like with football like i i play daily fantasy um because i don't have the attention span to play like actual fantasy because that's like you draft it's like this long process i'm like no it's a lot i just want to draft my players day of the day of the game and oh, I like that. It's a one night stand with a fantasy team. Do oh, you know my God. I, mean? I feel like every girl in America would love that. I yeah. didn't even know that existed. Oh, yeah. So that's like how that's how that's what FanDuel is and stuff like that. It's daily fantasy. That's so much more fun. It's so much more fun Less because you don't have to worry about like looking at your, you know, at your lineups. Is this guy injured? Oh, I'm stuck with him the whole season. Yeah, you know, like, no day of it's the same reason i can't get a tattoo i can't make those kind of decisions i can't long-term. either no yeah. i'm a gemini so i have a little bit of an excuse like i can't make decisions i'm multi-personality yeah, yeah a little bit mine is just i i'm a sagittarius so i um i just have really big commitment issues when it comes to things like that you know i'm like that's a lifetime like do you think the guys that got like the 98 degrees bands like the barbed wire do you think they're like regretting those decisions now i mean the type of guy that would get that probably wouldn't even be able to reflect on it at this point <laughs> like he probably still thinks it looks cool to be honest oh my god i regret it for i love them. when i see white guys with tribal tattoos i'm like what fucking tribe are you in what tribe is that there was actually i had a few uh meatball listeners write in and someone wanted me to ask you if you have indian in your blood indian yeah indian i've never gotten that um right? like native american indian they just or said like indian. indian so i think that there's some kind of native american like going on in my family just because my grandmother's from south dakota okay like the black hills of south dakota got it um and we don't really know what she is but she's a different she's got like a different coloring and i have that coloring so like whenever i get try to get matched by like a makeup artist or whatever they're like oh 
you have like yellow undertones mm-hmm. and like almost like they always end up using Asian makeup on me. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Unless I have a spray tan. That's why when I look at the spray tan <sighs> pictures, I'm like, God, I look ridiculous. It's like, that's not what my real skin color is. You just look painted. But you yeah. look really, you still have abs. Yeah. You look great. Thank you. I mean, the FSU, I, what, what would, what did they call you? The FSU cowgirls? Cow yeah. That was you guys. Oh, I had another meatball that wanted to know if you're still friends with CJ. Oh, yeah. I just stayed at her house like two weeks ago when I went to I had a job in Nashville. I was working for NWA, which is a wrestling promotion. Uh, they were doing NWA 70, 70th anniversary show. And so I was like, it's CJ, not the rappers. You weren't. Working I was like, CJ, let me stay at your house. And so she gave me the wrong address because that's what CJ does. <laughs> um we finally like I fa- I saw like she's a Maserati and so I saw her car parked in the driveway and I was like I can't imagine there's multiple Maseratis in this neighborhood but you know whatever you never know let's try the door code that she gave me on this house and I was like everyone probably owns guns we're in Tennessee this could go very wrong Whew. so I let Cody do it um <laughs> I was like we had a good run <laughs> see if you can get into this house I respect that so he got in he's like the door code worked he's like I just think we need to find pictures of them to like verify this is their house and no we didn't find any actual pictures of them but he walked into the kitchen and there was this giant painting like a mural of them like him like with her husband with his giant like wrestling belts like over his shoulder and I was like I need one of these of us for our house. Yes. <laughs> so ridiculous. And I was like, CJ, how do you, where do you get these from? And she goes, oh, well, you just, you spend a couple grand and you have a wedding over in Bulgaria. And that's what they give you is they all give you paintings of yourself. And so sure enough, when I was walking through a house, there's all these weird painted portraits of them, like in different themes all over their house. It that's was amazing. amazing. I really want So that. yeah, CJ's like, um, can you tell the meatballs like my who's CJ? She has like a different name that she Yeah, uses. she's Lana in the WWE. In the and WWE. So, Lana and Rusev. Um, You've tried out for the WWE, haven't you? I did. Yes. Um, can you tell the meatballs what that was like? I I had the heart of a WWE wrestler. Um but I have the neck of um a 90-year-old man. Like it's just so brittle and frail. I'd broken it twice already. What? And I still somehow passed their physical. So like I got accepted into the training program. Okay. Um they make you go through this crazy body physical. They were like, "Yeah, they were like fooling with it a little bit." And they're like, "Yeah, it's fine." Um, and then probably two weeks in, um, I don't remember what I was even doing cause I ended up with a concussion too, but, um, oh I was working with another female wrestler who was training as well. And we botched something and I ended up breaking my neck again. So that was the third time I broke my neck and I was like, well, that's that. I ended up having to get steroid shots in my butt and I was like, wow. oh, this is how it begins, guys. Like, <laughs> I thought, like, I was cracking jokes the entire time because, like, you have to in those type of situations, even though I was devastated because I, I think any little girl that's ever watched, like, like wrestling or like has like those superstars like one of my idols was like Trish Stratus back in the day and Lita okay. you know like those old school like female wrestlers that were just badasses and sexy at the same time mm-hmm. like I didn't, I didn't like like the lingerie type wrestlers that like there was a little fad back in like the the early 2000s I didn't like that I liked the strong women that were like I can get in there and I can wrestle and I can beat up the boys like those were the women that I idolized so 
when you get a chance to do that, I was like, fuck yeah, I want to be a wrestler. I want to be a superhero. And then it just, like I said, my body just wasn't cut out for it. So um, I worked with them a little bit and I did some stuff like announcing, but um, it just didn't, it wasn't a right fit at the time. And honestly, if I wouldn't have done, if I would have done like WWE, I don't know that I would have done comedy. And I feel so much more at home, like doing comedy and doing things that I enjoy. And now, oddly enough, like I'm getting back into wrestling, but I'm getting in with like the groups that are a lot more fun. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So like I worked on this um, show called All In and it was the biggest independent wrestling show that's ever been done. And uh-huh. it was like Cody Rhodes and uh, well, he goes by Cody, the American Nightmare. And Which like, I was confused at first. I thought I was like, wait, is that your husband? No, I was no, no, very no. confused. Um, so like Cody, uh, the Young Bucks, uh, the Bullet Club, you know, um, I worked with them and then I worked again with the NWA. And it was just it's just been so much fun getting back into that world. But like from an announcing side where I'm just like, oh, I don't have to break my body into pieces in order to do this. I mean, I feel like you guest starring on the series Glow would be the perfect, you know. That was actually going to be my Halloween costume. And then um, my Zoya leotard arrived and it was too small. Oh, no. (laughs) I saw a few of those walking around. I was like, I can't. I can't wear this. (laughs) Well, I feel like you could have. I, I mean, feel like I, I probably could have, but like it was work. just pinching in places. I was like, oh, like, I should is... not have prepped for this week by eating donuts. Yeah. But it is what it is. You're like, this is a UTI waiting to happen. Yes. No, <laughs> it's fine. There was like too many Zoyas walking around, but I feel like that would be the perfect marriage. But for mine would have been the most accurate. I pride myself on being incredibly accurate with my cosplay. I am the same. I'm a way. psychopath. Yes. Yes, I am so angry that the A Star is Born Instagram account has not posted a picture of Main Squeeze and That I. was so good. <laughs> right? He wore blue contacts. I that know. was commitment plus the spray tan. Oh my God. Yes. Like that all was, of was it. Was that a spray tan or makeup? It was makeup, but okay. it was like body spray. He was so, he carried the team. A, he was such a team player. He really was. Apparently the contacts, I got them at this store in Melrose. They're like illegal to buy. Yeah, now. you have to have a prescription. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on Melrose, apparently you don't. Uh, what Good else? To know. I know, right? Um, I know you love college football. We're going to wrap it up before we get to all things you. Who do you think is going to win it all this year? Oh, my God. There was a lot of, like, Michigan had a big weekend. West Virginia came back and won it towards the end I this mean, weekend. I I love... Um, I love a good underdog story. I know who it's not going to be. It's not going to be Florida State. <laughs> um, this year has been like traumatic as a Florida State fan. I mean, like we have been. It's like being a New York Giants fan. So bad. So bad. So, so bad. Um, so uh, it's tough, I right? I don't even know. Like there's so much parody when it comes to college sports. I mean, Michigan's great. Um, I don't know. I'm like, I am so checked out because my team is so bad yeah. that I'm just like, college football hasn't really existed for me this year. I'm much more invested in the NFL, which is something I never thought I'd say. Isn't that, I'm like flip-flopped with you yeah. because the New York Giants are my team. Oh, so you're dealing with the same exact thing. Same exact thing. Where... But when your team sucks and you are like, but when, and I'm not just talking like they're not the best in their division. I'm talking like it's laughable. Uh, yeah. We're the worst. 
I mean, we no, no. I mean, I think your t- your pro team and my college team should play each other for who's the worst. <laughs> but it's there. Are people who are just like sending me like text messages every Saturday. They're like, "How are you handling this?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I'm not. I'm not going to a game this year. I don't want." And it doesn't make me a fair weather fan. It just is like it's you have to earn my fandom. Oh, I like that. Like this is just as much on me as it is on you, mm-hmm. and. They're not holding up their end of the bargain. I don't expect to win a national championship every year. Just like show like, up. Exactly. Come on. I mean, I probably could have better D than this team does. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what's funny? You liked University of Miami before you liked FSU, I did. Yeah. right? See, when I was a this little girl. Some, these are some deep cuts. I can't believe you know this. Well, girl, whatever. <laughs> fine i felt the same way i liked unlv and ucla those are my teams like i had the little what was the bird's name for miami they're a little mascot i forgot ibis yeah iris yeah i had like one of those and i had like miami sweatshirts oh yeah and then like a ucla sweatshirt i don't know why i like them i think i just Um, like wanted to go to school and well because they were so good when we were growing up really good they were really good and like because you're this you're around the same age as i am and so like i grew up in a Miami household. So that's that's Jen's jersey, yes. by the way, guys. Her jersey, quotes in the air, is Florida. Florida. That's where you're from. The whole state. The whole state. The whole state. So <laughs> you're just the entire state. I am. <laughs> I mean, except for Gainesville. I bypass that. Um, but everything else in Florida, I rep. Um, so when you were a little. Which is unfortunate because sometimes Florida does some dumb shit. Yeah. And I'm like, ugh. Florida stop embarrassing me exactly I like that you're still like with them but you're like stop it exactly (laughs) I look at this I'm like oh whenever there's something weird that happens in the news I'm like please don't let it be Florida please don't let it be Florida fuck god damn it it's us again yes yeah always us so when you were a little girl were you always into sports like when did this start I think I got into sports as a way of bonding with my dad same yeah that's how I hung out You're with my like, dad and my brother on Sundays. love me. Yeah. I'm cool. Um, I can hang. Yeah. Um, I would go fishing and go to New York Giants games. Yeah, exactly. I hated fi- like 75% of it, but I would just do it. And then exactly. I learned to love it. Exactly. Eventually, you're like, I'm going to love this. I'm going to love this. Um, so what was your dad into when you were little? Um, baseball mm. and football, which is why like those are, I think, are my two main sports. Never really got into basketball. Um, Same. I, I picked that up like later in life. And then when I worked for NBC versus I had to learn hockey. That was a joke. Um, and then I became like a really big MMA fan and I enjoy MMA a lot. You do? Yeah. It upsets me. Why? I don't know. There's like, it just, I feel like they're hurting each other. It's they are. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> a, yeah. Like I'm just like, Oh man, like this hurts my soul. Yeah. But when you understand like, um, I don't understand the why they do of it. it. Okay. What and, is it? Well, but like when you, when you have you ever done any of that training? No, and I should because I've seen your body and Natasha Pearl Hansen's body, and I yeah. feel like hers is intense. Yeah, I took nice. a yo. I thought I was in shape, and then I took a yoga class next to Natasha, and I was like, no, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not. No, 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 no. I did an I do yoga music video with her, and it was very humbling. Isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's isn't okay. it when you when you show up to a set with a girl? Like I worked on a set one time with an, a really famous Instagram model, and like I thought i was like a cute girl and then i showed up with her and i was like oh huh. 
Oh, shit. It either goes two ways where you have that response to like an Instagram model or, or like a girl that's really hot on Instagram or you see them in real life and you're like, oh, that happened recently, too. Really? I was at I had to host an event and like another one of the other hosts is like a big deal on Instagram. But she also had like some music success like back in the day. OK. Um, and I've seen all these pictures of her and like I dug her back in the day. I thought she was beautiful, but she's one of those girls that like decided i don't know if like the industry told her that she needed to get like the fake butt the fake hips all the injectables possible into your face you know like i don't know who told her she needed to do these things but then i saw her in person and i was like what did she do to yourself like you were so beautiful you're not ugly now but like you're not you it just makes you eternally look like you're like 36 yeah like in you're like a housewife in beverly hills or like you're always gonna look 40 exactly (laughs) like that's that's exactly what it was it makes me sad i don't like it like ariel and i are always you know like we we say meow all the time to each other just because like we both are cat ladies but um like they have meow faces like they're actual cat ladies like at some point your face stops looking like a human that's not okay don't fuck with that shit so like the first time with an instagram girl i was like oh fuck i look so normal (laughs) (laughs) and like normal like as in like you wouldn't look twice at me on the street next to this girl okay um that was very very humbling i had crazy boob envy and i was like oh man i shouldn't have gotten rid of mine well you've gotten explants that's what it's called where you had them taken out yeah was it because of complications or were you like, no. this is just not me? No, it was because um, I felt like they'd serve their purpose. And I felt <laughs> like whenever I walked into a room, they were what walked into the they room walked first. In and like there were all these preconceived notions about what girls with those kind of boobs were. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just, I wanted to get away from that so badly and wanted people to like take me seriously and sure enough after i I got them removed in 2009 so this was after like the fsu cowgirl that was after that and then you had done maxim and were you in playboy or Mm -hmm. was it like an interview no i was in playboy too god i need to see that um it was very underwhelming was it yeah you won't even recognize me it doesn't look like me at all um that's so funny like i look at those pictures and i'm like i don't know that person you know when you're like when you're styled in a way that you're just like that's not even like how i dress yeah or what i look like or my vibe like you don't get me i get that and that's kind of and it's fun for like themed shoots and things like that but when it's something that is gonna stick with you your entire career and like you want something that's more iconic and like more timeless and so I'm like, oh, man, I wish my nudes were a little more timeless. Was there like a theme to the nude shoot or was it just they just wanted like it was the top 10 party schools in the nation. OK. And Florida State was on the list. And so I didn't have like my own shoot or anything. And in fact, they kind of like strong armed me a little bit. And they were like, well, if you don't do full nude, there's a chance you might not make the magazine. I'm like, I'm still getting paid. Right. Yeah. Then exactly. I don't give a shit. <laughs> That's cool. Whatever. I didn't want it because I didn't want to show like the cash and prizes like you can have like a boob. And like some booty. Yeah. But like that's it. That's all you're getting. Now, are you the type of person with your parents where you like ask for permission to do it or you do it and then you're like, oh, by the way, I did this thing. I ran it by my parents and they were like, we'll support your decision no matter what. Um, but they weren't thrilled. Okay. Um, I mean, that was kind of like when I started stand up. They weren't like, yeah. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> Till this day, my mom's like, "Oh, you better not be telling jokes about me," and I'm like, "You better not be coming to my shows." Yeah, you're like, "Oh, <laughs> hmm, you'd hate my set." Exactly. Or love it. I feel like they secretly love it when you talk about them. They do. They do. Yeah. Yeah. So the nudes came out, but then you somehow parlayed and I'm, I don't want to talk about like all the dick things. I don't want to talk about yeah. the Bretts or the Brents or like any of that yeah. unless you want to. No. Yeah. Like it's been tired. You guys can Google Jen Sturger and find out all that stuff yeah. if you want. But it's very tired. It's tired. You somehow parlayed all this into a journalist career, a broadcasting career. Yeah. And I want to know who's Rosh because I feel like he helped Arash? you. Yeah, Arash. Arash is the same guy, believe it or not, that discovered Kate Upton. Oh, really? He's the guy that recorded that. her doing the Dougie that went viral. So I just have this like whole theory that if you want to get famous <laughs> in the sports world, you have to hang out with Arash. Arash is a really good friend. He worked at Sports Illustrated at the time and... They sent him to do an interview with me and he talked to me and he was like, you know, I think she's like smart enough to write this herself. Uh Let's let her write it and see what happens. And so they let me write it. It was one of the most viewed articles on their site. What was the article about? Just like the whole journey that I'd had so far, because this was February now of, you know, 2006. So it was, you know, six months after getting discovered Mm -hmm. and like all the crazy stuff that had happened. I just found out that I'd made the Maxim Hot 100. Um... So like it was it was surreal, you know. So I want to know because I'm always guys shocker. I wasn't on the Maxim Hot 100 list um, yet. <laughs> yes. Um, I want to know like your personal life. Like, did you have a boyfriend through all this? Like, would you go to class and were people like, oh my god, it's Jen? Like, no, no one recognized me in class because I would go with no makeup on and in my sweatpants. Got it. I was bartending um, like five nights a week. Yeah. Um, and not even like to pay my bills, um, because I had a full ride academically. Like you it was on more a just like scholarship, weren't you? I had a full <laughs> academic scholarship. Okay. Yeah. But I could have gone on a bowling scholarship. I just didn't want to bowl in college cause I wanted people to think I was attractive. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> that really, you know, I could see where you were coming from. Yeah. So you were um, bartending five nights a week and going to school. And And going to school and like just showing up. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm done. So I I got... Honestly, the hottest girls I knew in school, like the real hot ones were in like sweats and had their hair up in like a messy bun. Yeah, I just didn't give a shit. I wasn't in a sorority. I didn't have to like be on for like sorority sisters or like to keep that like appearance up. Like I wasn't about keeping up appearances. Like I put it on when I needed to put it on, you know, um, otherwise it was just a waste of money. See, I like the sorority aspect because we got to do like events, like lip sync competitions. Oh, well, and perform. And that was what I was obsessed with. And that's what hooked me. I, I got invited to all that stuff though, because like I was still popular and like I, I didn't have a normal college experience. Like once we got discovered, like it was almost like being a, um, a Disney princess, like at your school, you know, like you were almost like a pseudo celebrity. And so uh, between bartending and just like knowing a lot of people and meeting, I didn't need to be in a sorority, you know? You didn't have time for it, to be honest. No, and I had, a great, I had a great time in college. I probably had too much fun in college. It probably was good training for everything that you're doing now, though. Yeah, it was. Um, I think I was way better at socializing then than I am now. I think now I have a lot more social anxiety. Yeah. Um, well, which is something I wanted to talk to you about. 
Oh God. Like, no, because you've been going around to colleges and speaking. And I think like being open about mental health and having anxiety and having PTSD. I love your hashtag me too soon. Oh yeah. I was hashtag me too soon. You know, know, I really thought about that. that. that The the Kavanaugh stuff. I, I don't think I'm alone in like when all of that happened and all that was coming out. Um, I was really triggered, just like a lot of women were. I think I've been triggered. I hate that people like, oh, triggered, you know, snowflake, blah, 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 whatever. Um, I think if you are a woman in this country and you haven't been affected since the election, you're one of the lucky ones. Yeah. Because I feel like for so many of us, this has brought up so much stuff. Oh, it made it's me brought up so much dirt. Also, yeah. Where I'm like, oh, that's happened. Yeah. The main squeeze just walked in, guys. Bradley <laughs> Cooper, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Perfect timing. <laughs> but yeah. No, we've talked about that before. Yeah. <laughs> um, it definitely has brought up stuff. Yeah. Um, it, uh, it's been, I, I just remember the night of the election when they were all like, no, Hillary's going to win. Hillary's going to win. And you're watching the results come in. And I was at the gym. Cause I just needed to get away from the television sets and I couldn't get away from it at the gym. Even oh, they were yeah. on the TV there and I just broke down crying. And I was like, my, you know, Cody looked over at me and he's like, what's wrong? And I was like, you don't understand. And this was after like the whole inside edition thing had happened. There was all the stories about like the underage girls at parties and things like that. And I was just like, this makes everything that happened to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like this normalizes everything that I've been through mm-hmm. and it just, makes it okay if the president of the united states can do this stuff and say this stuff what does it say to little girls out there mm-hmm. what does it say to women out there that have experienced this stuff and are still having to deal with the repercussions of it affecting our careers and it affecting our livelihood and just our ability to function on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. because i think for a lot of us you know like when it happens you kind of like stuff it away. Mm-hmm. And when all of the the Kavanaugh stuff came out and the um, Weinstein stuff came out, like it's just like there's a, always that barrage of stuff and people don't realize like it just brings things like that to the surface for people that have already been through it. So like I try to protect myself a little more. Um, I play this game with myself where I time how long it takes me to have a panic attack when I log into Twitter in the morning. <laughs> Um, oh fine (laughs) usually it's like less than five minutes um (laughs) but you know i just think we're living in a different world now and with like elections and stuff coming up oh yeah we're supposed to all go vote tomorrow yeah i hope that people take it seriously and know that they can affect like how their daughters and sons you know how their kids are treated in this country Mm -hmm. you know hopefully for the better and you can you know be on either side of it politically um i just feel like um some people vote for money Mm -hmm. and some people vote for social issues and i think that just maybe because i don't have any money (laughs) i believe in the social issues just being so much more important Mm -hmm. because that's what's going to affect like the way this country moves forward mm-hmm. and the way the rest of the world views us. And I like that you are going around to colleges and talking to people oh, yeah. about that because it is about the next generation at this point. Exactly. And I, I sit down with them and um, 
I am very blunt and very honest. And that's something that when I first started doing it, when I first got approached to do it at the University of Florida, I was like, I don't know that I'm qualified to teach anybody. <laughs> like, you want me to do what? Um, and so the first time I did it, it was more of like a, a conversation between like their professor and I. Yeah. And then the next time it was like he just introduced me and let me come up and um, and we just I just talked, mm-hmm. you know, and they said I didn't I like reading the feedback that I get from the classes afterwards because oh, they yeah. have to write feedback on their speakers to their professor and then they post it online sometimes on Twitter and I loved reading the feedback both from men and women just because um, they were like I didn't expect her to be so raw and so honest but yet also so funny it's like she hasn't completely given up and I'm like oh don't oh. you <laughs> what do you know um, but I just try to remind people that they're you can get through it, you know, and that's really why I do these classes is because it's it feels good to it's therapeutic for me to hopefully let them know that it's going to get better. You know, that's inspiring. Do you find doing stand up comedy is also therapeutic for you? Sometimes I do respect that you talked about taking time off from it. Yeah, I had to. Um, like I was saying before, I find that um, stand-up, um, as much as some people talk about the camaraderie in it, I think that there's a side of it that not everyone gets exposed to it, mm-hmm. um, but there's a side to it that there's like a cattiness with like the women in stand-up. And there's some women that are just ride or die and they're good women and they want to embrace other women that are doing it and they want more female comedians. But then there are other girls that it's like, it is their, it is their life's purpose to like make other girls miserable. And which again, I think is just hurting themselves in the end. Like, it really what's the is the point of that. It is. It's like focus the attention on you and the getting only better. Way, exactly. The I only way we shit. can help each other is to join forces. You know what yeah. I mean? Like lift each other up help each other, help each other improve, you know? Um, but I also don't like latching on to certain people, which is something yeah. I've done to a fault. And this, I think, extends in any business. Like, you have to be your own person and you I have to run your own not, I I got into a similar situation, but I was the latchy, not the latcher. Like, okay. I didn't, I was latched on to. You were latched on to. Yeah. And so yeah. it's always, you just always should be careful that, that whatever's latching on to you is not like... Um, like a succubus type situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it should be a mutualistic relationship and not a parasitic one. Oh, I like Does that. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. That's science. That's, that's <laughs> science. That's my biology Guys. classes coming out. Um, no, I love some of your quotes. Your quotes, like swing for the fences. I love, I've heard you say that before. Yeah. I think that's great. And I also, I mean, I think you do just have to focus on you and getting better. Yeah. You know, with my social anxiety, it got so bad that stand up was just the idea of getting on stage um, was just terrifying to me. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny because I always say like people that meet me are like they have no idea that I have such bad social anxiety. They just think I'm a bitch. Um, But it's true. Like social anxiety is like a conspiracy about yourself. You think that everyone hates you. Yeah. And that um, everyone's talking about you. And the fact of the matter is most of them aren't. Everyone's worrying about their own. Everyone's worrying about their own stuff. How do you get through that sometimes? Like if you're in a situation 
and you can't leave right away what yeah. do you do um i try to get out of myself like i try to like do something to get out of my head you okay. know and that's easier said than done sometimes um i try to find people that i know um which sometimes is a crutch you know but it's just kind of like forcing yourself out of that habit of like retreating does that make sense oh yeah i'm the queen of irish goodbyes <laughs> like if i am not feeling a situation or if i'm starting to get anxious like you i just will dip i will just dip <laughs> yes exactly i'm like oh, i was here for five ten minutes everyone's That's, i mean that might happen me. when we i leave. was in a few pictures it's fine we're good i can leave now i love um, it and it's not because i don't love the people that i'm around it's just that i feel socially awkward in the situation i want to know just because your career you've done so many things like you have such an impressive resume I hope you weird pat your stuff. weird stuff, but I hope you like pat yourself on the back sometimes and like s- step back and be like, oh, I've done shit. I have, you know, yeah. and it's inspiring. And I want to know if you have any advice for anyone that, you know, might want to be a sports, not that you were a sports reporter, but yeah, I don't think it was, a, I think it was a personality. You're a personality, yeah. but what did you do to either have that confidence and to get all those jobs was it just you went with whatever was kind of no I think that that is the mistake most people make and this is something that I talk about when I teach these classes is when kids ask me about getting into any kind of broadcasting or getting into any kind of entertainment stuff I'm like be authentic yeah like don't be trendy like don't like don't try to make yourself into something you're not because that's what the cowgirl was in college okay she was like just trying to fit in with like what this like facade was of what she thought people wanted yeah and so people don't realize like when they would hate on me online with the way I was dressed or whatever I was doing they didn't realize like I saw myself as like a caricature when I did that stuff okay I saw myself as like a Disney character it was like a mascot thing it was never like who I was as a person, you okay. know, and I think going to class in my sweats, like that was more me. Yeah. Um, and so I just tell people, especially like these young kids, be authentic and build your brand around that person. Okay. You know, like stay true to who you are and don't, um, don't let other people try to tell you what your brand is, you know, what but at the sound same, clip right there, but at the same time, one of the best classes I took out here was uh, a class that was taught by the casting director of mash. And he has like a really extensive casting resume and um, it was all about finding your essence. And I think going through the Favre stuff um, the first time and then going through it publicly when it all kind of came out, I was kind of given a glimpse as to how other people saw me and it was completely different from how I saw myself. And I was like, oh shit, like how do they have such a different idea of who I am, you know? And I, I think when I took this class, it kind of put all that in perspective for me. I was already becoming like really self-aware, but this class took that to like a whole new level. And it kind of gave me ways of talking about personality traits of mine that I didn't have nice ways of saying I'm an asshole, mm-hmm. you know, but like, or I'm blunt. Uh, and this guy in this class gave me ways of talking about it in rooms with like executives or like in meetings with people when they're like tell us a little bit about yourself and I'm like well I'm just a smart ass Disney princess that's like perfect. that's what my f- and when you meet me you go oh yeah um like I have a hat that I was wearing when I on my way here and it says salty across the top of it and sweet is crossed out above it like if you don't get that that hat is like a billboard for who I am mm-hmm. 
Like I'm warning you And it's not that I'm a mean person It's just that I'm just I'm salty Well you're salty And you're you're raw Yeah And you're honest And you've said that And that's how I introduced you And that's Exactly why. And you're so on point <laughs> um, But like other things That like other little sayings That they gave us Was they were um, One of the other ones They gave me Was honesty as an art form That was one of the like Quotes the guy gave me About myself Um uh, I like that. Are you in therapy now to kind of help you with anxiety or anything? I take, I go on and off with therapy. Okay. I have an on and off relationship with therapy. Uh, and I have an on and off relationship with like antidepressants or anti-anxiety medication. Totally. Um, because I don't think it's healthy to stay on it all the time. No. Um, you, you have to like learn how to cope with like real life shit. Yeah. And it shouldn't always require drugs. If you need the drugs to get through crises. Yeah. Totally do it. Okay. I mean, like legal drugs, like prescribed drugs um, or weed. That's fine, too. Out here. If you um, want to like blow an eight ball to the head. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. We're not that saying will, to do that. That will not help your it anxiety. not what we're talking about. No. But, um, you know, I don't use it as a crutch. Um, I think that was something that um, during the Favre thing that I really used as a crutch mm-hmm. and getting off all that medication when I came out here and I kind of got healthy. Um, like that was huge for me mm-hmm. because getting off all that medication that I'd been on, like people don't realize when I was going to work in the Meadowlands, like I was taking like to quote, to quote a hospital worker, I was taking enough drugs to kill Keith Richards. Oh my God. They were like, we don't know how your daughter's functioning, let alone being on television because she's like, I was under so much physical duress though. Like I needed it. Wow. Um, just to like be able to function and go to work in a situation that was so hostile i mean i think you're stronger than you said you were before yeah actually oh yeah but i mean i still cry you still cry. yeah of so course you're human and she's really freaking sweet too I one try. of the the first things jen said to me when i saw her last week at this party she was like i've been deep dive stalking your instagram and you look so happy you do oh, and i think thank that you. that is something out here that is um like undervalued especially in comedy well no one's ever said that really and it kind of like hit me a little bit everyone can (laughs) tell you how good you look but like to be able to tell how happy someone is in their pictures you're like that's real like that's genuine that's not filters and bullshit and granted everyone just posts their highlights of their life it's a highlight reel yeah exactly you're just posting your highlight reel if i posted videos and be crying in bed with my cats i wouldn't have followers uh, or maybe, well, maybe I would, would maybe, there's a de- maybe there's a demo for that out I there think, somewhere I feel like there is. Um, um, It's almost 2019 I feel like that's a thing um, But <laughs> No like, but I appreciated that because you are so like honest and blunt And because I've done certain things with you When you said that it like hit me And I was like oh yeah that's Yeah cool. and I, I just think and that so there's, we wanted to there's talk like about this that. perception out there Like to be an artist you have to be miserable And I'm like no no like let's stop perpetuating that i mean i cried two days ago about how i'm like not on my own tv show yet but like that's just me crying about art exactly exactly and you know what i think out here like the people that end up making it are the ones that didn't give up yeah and i feel like we all go through those spells where everything feels like it's clicking and you're like yeah something's about to happen i feel it and then it gets quiet (laughs) and you're and you're like what the fuck and then you're like well i have this pet rescue thing <laughs> exactly that's why i had my nonprofit. is we tell the tell the meatballs before i'm gonna do a few rapid fire questions okay. with you tell them about the nonprofit really quickly and how yes. they can find it so the nonprofit i work with is called care rescue la um but i encourage you honestly to find 
any kind of animal rescue or any kind of cause that speaks to you. I do rescue work with Care Rescue LA. I help out another nonprofit that's for deaf children that my mother-in-law is on the board of called No Limits. You just no emceed. Limits for oh, sorry. deaf kids. Um, I just emceed an event for <laughs> breast cancer. Can- yeah, breast cancer for the American Cancer Society um, down in South Florida. Um, it was me and Ronnie from the Jersey Shore. So, um, you know. That's so funny you brought him up because we, we talk about the Jersey Shore here on What's Your jersey podcast we do um a few weeks ago we cast all our fantasy football players in jersey shore characters oh fantastic which was very fun (laughs) um tell us about ronnie real quick was ronnie cool did you like him he was everything i imagined he would be got it yeah including short (laughs) he's a tiny one right he uh no not tiny he's just short short yeah he's not tiny yeah but very built where you're just like you're a little French bulldog of a person. Oh yeah, exactly. That's yeah. a good. That's a good description. Was his baby mama there, Jen? I don't know. I don't know what she looks like. She's aggressive. Kind of like. I mean, it's South Florida. Like a bulldog, Everything but like a aggressive. really pretty bulldog. <laughs> I don't think so. Then no, no. Yeah. All right. Rapid fire before okay. we get to your read. Do you have a favorite stand-up moment so far? Oh my god, my favorite stand-up moment. I'm trying to think what might have been my favorite one. I love moments that happen by accident. Yes. On stage. And sometimes you can recreate them and sometimes you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember going back to the Tampa Improv and I was opening for, um, I, I don't know if it was Brad Williams or Burt Kreischer. I think it was Burt Kreischer. And he and I had been drinking since like 6 a.m. in the morning. I respect which, that so um, much. Because when you go with Bert, like, like when you hang with the machine, you have to be the machine, you know? I was like a little mini machine, though. You were like in it to win it. I was like a QVC machine. Like, I wasn't really, you know, functioning. But I was like, oh, I can't believe I'm about to do stand up in front of my hometown for the first time, That's um, really cool. and, you know, before Bert Kreischer. And I don't know. That, I, I, that was like one of my favorite moments. And I opened it just by like talking about things in Tampa. Uh-huh. And picking on our sports teams and things like that. And um, just the reaction I got from the crowd. It just felt really good. That's probably, but I mean, there were just little things that happened like during that show by accident that I was just like, oh, this feels special. There's nothing like that. Yeah. There's those moments are um, the more you have of them, the more you're like, get sucked in. Oh yeah. Yeah, totally. And that's why you're doing it again. Obviously. Uh, Favorite athlete that you've interviewed. Oh, favorite athlete that I've interviewed. Or someone that you just look up to pro athlete wise besides um, Cody Decker. Um, you know, I'm trying to think. One of the guys that um I've always adored, um, he is a former New York Giant. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Dave Deal. Oh yeah. And Dave was um I used to do a lot of charity work with him back in New York and he was just such a good guy. And I think finding those kind of guys that um are just genuine and don't play into the stereotypes. And like, they're the guys that you are not going to find bad things about because they really take their job seriously as role models and not just athletes, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Cody's played with a lot of really great guys like Andrew Benatendi um, in Boston that you meet and you're just like, you've got it. Whatever that is, Mm -hmm. you got it, you know? Um, Because... 
there's so many of them that you meet that you're just like, oh, please stop being the stereotype. You're being um, the worst. Exactly. You're you perpetuating. You are it. the worst. Uh, I, till this day, um, you can ask my ex, one of the biggest fights we got into um, when I lived in New York was he was a huge Mets fan. And I just told him, I was like, Jose Reyes is a little bitch. <laughs> and I had never met him. I had never worked with him. I just, from watching his play on the field, I was like, this guy is such a bitch. How can you be a fan of him? Because uh-huh. he was like a fan boy of like anyone Mets. Um, oh, and I was just like, ew. Um, I'm a Yankees fan, so I'm like, yeah. Yeah, so this is like really <laughs> disgusting to you. Yes. Um, but yeah, like I, and then I interviewed him. I interviewed Jose Reyes uh, down in Miami, I guess like two or three years later at spring training. And I just remember being like, thank you for confirming that I was right. Oh. And you are a little bitch. <laughs> yeah, you kind of like can't fake it. No. Like it just like seeps out of you. Yeah. If you're like kind of a shit person. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> you, you know? can tell. like You can tell. You can tell who the good athletes are and how they treat women a mm-hmm. lot of the time. Like I, my brother is just top notch. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can't even. And he's so respectful. And I feel like he exemplifies like a lot of the kids at UCLA look up to him yeah you know and it just shows and he's humble he's not like parading around like reading scriptures I feel like that's something that the NFL and really any major sport professional sport could benefit from is they teach these guys how to handle their money like teach them how to handle women yeah and like teach them how to um respect women Mm-hmm. You know, like, I think it's fucked up that a guy can get suspended for an entire season because he got caught with weed, but you get two game suspension for beating the shit out of your girlfriend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that that's just, change. that's, that's insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane. No, it's not okay. So on a lighter note, who would you rather play Sandra Bullock's character in the blind side or Connie Britton's character in Friday night lights? I'm a Sandra Bullock for sure. Same. She's very like pushy and bossy I, and I feel like sassy, would, and that's just who I am. We need to like make that a play, and I yes. feel like you need because the movie's already happened. Yeah, <laughs> that like is you need to that play is that. my speed for sure. <sighs> Whenever the blind side's on, it doesn't matter what part. I just have to watch it. On TV. I just love Sandra Bullock. Oh, like, she's just God, yeah. I don't think I've seen a movie of hers where I was like, "This is garbage." Even like Twenty Eight Days and like Hope Floats, I'm so into it. Yeah, because you just identify with certain actresses. Yeah. Do I just want to hang out with her, Sandra yes. Bullock? We love you. Um, any given Sunday or Rudy? Oh, oof. I'm gonna get a lot of shit for this. I think I'm gonna go any given. Sunday. Thank you, thank you. I feel like Rudy <laughs> just kind of tugs at the heartstrings and is kind of mellow. Like those melodramatic moments sometimes in movies. I'm just like, ugh. <laughs> I'm so far since. Before you, the only person that's picked any given Sunday, and you're my first any given Sunday person. Al Pacino speech in the locker room I live for. Exactly. And I wanted to play like Cameron Diaz's character in that movie. Yeah. I like just I loved it. I mean, that's like when people are like uh they list off baseball movies and like all they pick are like the super slow, boring ones. And I'm just like, right. what are you doing? The Field of Dreams. Oh, we're, I'm gonna get a lot of hate yeah. mail on that. Uh, right at me <laughs> at me i don't care i know go to jen's twitter it's pretty amazing uh best italian restaurant you've ever been to best italian restaurant i've ever been to um 
Maggiano's doesn't count. <laughs> you know it's what? not a real one. They actually have really good meatballs there. I honestly can't remember the name of it because it was in New York and it was just one of those hole in the wall things that their garlic bread was just to die for. Mm-hmm. And when they went out of business, I was devastated oh. because like it was one of those recipes that just it, it went down with the restaurant. Yeah, it'll never happen. I'll again. never find it again. Oh. I don't know what it was. I'll find it for you in December. (laughs) Try to figure it out when I'm in New York. I mean, it broke my heart. (sighs) Man. Okay. Real Housewives or the Kardashians? Kardashians. Kardashians. I respect that. I think it's just for makeup tips. Right? Yeah. I mean, they've changed the way we've done our faces. I think, yeah. Sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. But still, it's progressed us a little further. Oh, yeah. I call it Kardashian clutter. Exactly. (laughs) Most girls, I think, in... um, Inland Empire look like one of the Kardashian sisters. 100%. You pick your sister, you hone in on that look, and that's your <laughs> brand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, best advice for anyone that's dating an athlete? Don't. <laughs> Great. I love um, that. No. You know what it is? Is understand their schedule. Understand your schedule, but don't stop having your own life. Okay. Like, I'm really good about that. Cody is the one that freaks out more about the distance in our relationship and he gets kind of needy on the road because he gets really sad and lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is relatable for you as a comedian if you're touring. Yeah, exactly. That's why like comedy is a good skill set for me to have, but mm-hmm. I don't know that I want to tour a ton. I know. I kind of feel that way too. it's just not my lifestyle that I want. I want to create. And so I don't know that you can do a lot of that on the road as much. Mm-hmm as you can if you stay here you know i think you it's a choice that you make when you're like okay what's the end goal of me doing stand-up do i just want to be a stand-up or do i want to have my own show Mm -hmm. do i want to create content like do i want to create a movie do i want to create a show like what do i want to do it sounds like that's what you want to do what create yeah Yeah. i want to create i just like being creative and i i try to do it in any aspect of my life well the cool thing is once you sell shows and keep churning out scripts you can tour after that exactly yeah. and you then do you make all. way more money yeah 100 percent. um all right a few more uh goodfellas or casino don't hate me i haven't seen either of them <laughs> well you're gonna have to go home and watch them with cody they're both great movies to watch okay. with your man um meatballs or bullion sauce um meatballs Meatballs. Oh, okay. I like bolognese sauce, but I'm happy you said that because you have meatballs sitting in front of you. <laughs> Jersey Shore or Real Housewives of New Jersey? Um, Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore. <laughs> Me too. Uh, Real Housewives of New Jersey second season. It should have ended there. And last but not least, Lady Gaga or Britney Spears? Oh my God. That's a Sophie's choice. I know. It's going to um, determine what you do next. so tough i enjoy gaga's music mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. but i identify with britney's struggle <laughs> so i feel like we've all been britney at some point in our life oh yeah so i feel like i'm gonna go with britney you're going with britney all right girl well what we do at the end of the podcast normally oh, no. i i branch off normally so lady gaga's goals guest she retweeted me once so i think we're like best friends oh whatever naturally yeah naturally um did she like your halloween costume no i'm like so i feel like i've been blacklisted by gaga and a star is born i don't get it <laughs> i'm so sad You're like what is happening <laughs> so there much was effort. so much attention to detail <laughs> <laughs> i got laryngitis for that costume oh my god yeah um but since you picked britney 
I I always have a guest do a reading of like a few lines from a song that I think resonates with them. So the choices I picked for you, if you picked Gaga, you would get Born This Way or Edge of Glory because I feel like you are now in like the meat of your career and you're about to like break through and do oh next God, level I hope shit. So. <laughs> yeah, no, you definitely are. And that's why I picked that song. But born this way is more like you're on brand with yourself. I feel like you're really leaning oh, into yeah. Jen Sturger oh, right yeah. now. But if you picked Britney, you get circus because I feel like that really just like every line I'm looking at it right now, just exemplifies you if that's oh, the right God. word. So pick a line or two. Oh my God. Yeah. You can look through it. You can read it as yourself. You can read it as like five-year-old Jen talking to, you know, like whatever older Jen. Okay. <laughs> do it however you want. Just do a line or two, whatever you feel. All right. Or you could do the whole song. Just do you. All right. I like these. Uh, don't like the back seat. Gotta be first. I'm like a ringleader. I call the shots. Call the shots. <laughs> uh, I'm like a firecracker. I make it hot. That describes me to a T. And anyone that knows me, I, especially with like relationships and stuff, I make this joke and it's so true. Um, and I think a lot of women do it, but I'm especially guilty. Um, whenever I feel like my life is going too well, mm-hmm. I'm the girl that will grab a set of matches and run through a fireworks factory. Oh, do you know what I mean? Where I'm just like, let's see what happens. Um, and I think it's a form of self-sabotage and I'm trying to like call myself on it when I catch myself doing yeah. any kind of like self-sabotaging behavior. But like, again, that takes like a lot of therapy, mm-hmm. a lot of self-awareness and just like a, I really like trying to make myself break old patterns Good. You know, to become an adult. And I think that that is a really important part of like when you get married or when you're in a relationship, mm-hmm. finding someone that's willing to do that too. Yeah. You know, like you have to grow with that person. And if they're not going to grow with you, they're not the right person. I agree with that. And being okay with them calling out, calling you out on certain things you might not realize or recognize. Oh, yeah. But most of the time, I realize. Mm-hmm. I'm in denial, but I realize. Yeah, we don't I, know what we're doing. I sometimes will be like, listen, I know this is batshit crazy and that I'm being irrational right now. That does not change the fact that I am incredibly pissed off. I love it. I'm so self-aware that I'm crazy. When I am having those moments. Um, well, you're amazing. And thank you for being so honest and for talking. I could talk to you for like another three hours. But we, we have, have this to go get thing. Drinks. I know we have to go get drinks right now. Meatballs, I hope you were sitting at home cozy, like drinking some vino or about to go do that. Maybe you're yeah. stuck in traffic and hopefully we made go your- meet up with people that inspire you to be better versions of yourself. Oh, yes. I love that. Actually, the name of our group is Yas Queen. Yas <laughs> so, Queen. So that's exactly what we're about to do. Um, Jen, thank you so much for being here. Girl, anytime. Yeah. It's been fun. It was. We should have done this sooner. We should have. What are we doing? That's okay. You can come back. Okay. Pimp yourself out. Tell the meatballs where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and at Jennifer Sturger. You can find me on Venmo at Jennifer Sturger. <laughs> Love that. That's your best. That's how you should really find it. You should donate. It's great. Donate to the cause. I um, love that. But yeah, check me out on social media at Jennifer Sturger. And then um, check out my nonprofit at Care Rescue LA. And if you don't want to check that one out, check out a cause near you that you feel inspired by and get involved and do something nice for someone else. It'll make you feel good. It's kind of self-serving, but it works. 
Yeah. See, you're you're an angel. I try. You're a feisty little angel. I love it. I am. Yeah. All right. We're going to get drinks. Thank you. Bye, meatballs. I love you. Bye, meatballs. Bye. Just put your paws up. Because you were born this way, baby. Told me when I was young, we're all on superstar.